Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing upcoming catering trends. Today, I'm joined by celebrity chef Katie Chen. You guys, for those of you that don't know her, she's super famous. Katie's actually an award-winning cookbook author, caterer, blogger, and culinary ambassador to the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. Katie has been featured in many publications such as the USA Today, O Magazine, Cooking Light, and Bon Appetit. Her numerous appearances on national television include the Kelly Clarkson Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Real, The Today Show, Hallmark Channel, Cooking Channel, Cutthroat Kitchen, B. Bobby Flay, ABC's Local-ish, and as a guest of judge on Food Network's Iron Chef America. In 2013, Katie was a feature chef at the annual Easter egg roll at the White House under the Obama administration. Her fifth cookbook, Katie Chen's Global Family Cookbook, was released in June 2021. Katie's also co-chair of the Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass's AAPI LA Task Force, serves on the board of the TEACH AAPI and is the SW Region Ambassador for Women Entrepreneur Day. This is amazing. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here and I even have your cookbook. So I'm obviously a huge fan. And to kind of give everybody a little bit of background, recently I had the pleasure of meeting Katie through another network of mine and I got to try her food and I am forever a big, big fan. So now I just want her at all my future events. So we'll see how we can work that in. But today is all about Katie. So Katie, can you tell us a little bit, how did you even get started in this industry and just share a little bit about your background? Oh my goodness. It's sort of a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. My mother was a very famous chef and restaurateur who immigrated to the United States, um, to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I was born and raised, making 50 cents an hour as a seamstress, but she always loved to cook. And uh, she decided to throw a luncheon for some sewing clients, and they were so impressed with her authentic Chinese cuisine. They encouraged her to start teaching classes and to cater, and one thing led to another, and she became a successful caterer. She met a a socialite who happened to be friends with the, um, the owner of the Minnesota Twins and Sean Connery. It's a crazy story. Anyway, Sean Connery ended up investing in my mother's first restaurant because she catered a party uh, in which Sean Connery came to visit his friend Robert Redford, who was directing the film Ordinary People in Minneapolis. Uh, Cut to my mother became the owner and founder of a restaurant chain with over 50 locations bearing her name Leanne Chin, which still exists in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I grew up working in her tiny little catering operation in our basement. I was like, I am never working in the restaurant industry or food industry. And I'm getting the heck out of Minnesota. It's freezing cold. And there were no Asians at the time. 
So I ended up moving to LA after college, working in the entertainment industry. And uh, one day I had forgotten how to cook and I kept calling my mom and asking questions. And she was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, so she got on a plane with frozen lemon chicken. She showed up at my doorstep with the food, but she let everyone think that I had cooked it because she was just that kind of mom, but she was totally, uh, mortified that I had forgotten how to cook. So my friends encouraged us to start, uh, teaching classes together. And they said, you make this look so easy together. You guys should, um, you know, do a book. And I'm like, we should do a book. So I, I decided to change my life completely. I quit my job as a senior VP of marketing at Fox and I left my then husband and I just took a risk and it totally paid off because she and I came together. We did a cookbook together. We had a catering business together back in the day called double happiness catering. We got to go on the Today Show a bunch of times together and to China for the Food Network. Um, so it was a really magical time. But the greatest gift of all was her teaching me all of her time-honored recipes once again, but then also finally getting to know my mom as friends. What an incredible journey. You know, I heard this story before, but every time I hear it, I just get goosebumps because of the journey that you had and how, kind of how you evolved and ended up where you are today's out there and the trends continue to change. What are some current catering trends that you're seeing? Well, I do think that smaller and smaller bites, I feel are becoming um, increasingly popular because it's hard to navigate, you know, wine glass and a plate and a fork. Event planners in the past were maybe a little gun shy because they felt like they had to appeal to, you know, lower lowest common denominator. I think the um, incorporating global flavors, people are a little more uh, brave in that aspect and giving people credit. Because think about it, you know, back in the day, you you didn't see many ethnic uh, dishes available at mainstream restaurants. But now you go to any type of restaurant, whether it's Wolfgang Puck's or Applebee's or California Pizza Kitchen, you just see such an array of globally inspired dishes. And that's why I personally, even though I specialize in modern Asian cuisine, I love to play around a little bit. If a particular client is saying, listen, you know, we, we want a little more of a fusion spin on our menu selections, we can do that. Or, oh, we'd love to see farm to table. I just did um, an event for City Hall. It was for AAPI. So they were like, do you do grazing boards like cheese or cuterie? And I said, oh, absolutely. They were like, can you put an Asian spin on it? And it was so much fun to then integrate uh, dragon fruit, edamame hummus, and also like lap chong, which is the, you know, Chinese sausage. So I just love sort of taking something traditional and turning it on its head. And your food is definitely fun. You know, I had a pleasure trying a few of them. I think every time there's a lot of surprise and delight element, which is what I so appreciate because especially when it comes to Asian food, it's not just egg roll. There's so many other beautiful... Oh, thank you. And, you know, also... You just have to anticipate that there are going to be, you know, sometimes you're working on the fly, like I'll be catering a dinner party for an intimate dinner party for 12 people and two people walk in and say, oh, we're actually vegan and dairy free. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> no, vegan and gluten free. Um, so I think that you always have to have tools in your toolbox wherever you go to adapt to whatever might be thrown your way. But the nice thing about Asian cuisine is it's a rice-based cuisine. So it's generally, uh, you know, gluten-free for the most part. Uh, and at the same time, we use very little dairy. So I think 
uh, catering to a Los Angeles community, that's really been helpful for me. That's great. And then what are you doing to kind of elevate that catering experience? Well, I think there are, aren't a lot of Asian caterers that can walk in and say, we can definitely accommodate gluten-free diets. We can definitely accommodate vegan diets. I also think we really try to elevate our plating. We really try to complement um, a California, Los Angeles sensibility, depending on the client. We're always trying to come up with really fun cocktails. I do have something coming up for a, a private school, which is Halloween uh, related. It happens to be at a $50 million home, but our mixologists are creating some really fun cocktails. We're doing like a witch's brew, which is a spicy margarita, but we're putting dry ice in the cocktail so that they're smoking. Um, really fun. We're also doing like a hibiscus Cosmo, um, another Halloween treat. So we'll be putting like, you know, fake blood on the edges and some, you know, vampire fangs hanging off the side of it. <laughs> so we, we like to be fun. We like to be playful. I also happen to have a gourmet fortune cookie business under, uh, within my catering business called fortune cookie divas. So what I love about that is it's really one of the only desserts you can truly customize by putting a custom message inside of the fortune cookie, but we can also do edible logos or any kind of imagery on top of the cookies. In fact, I just, I just did a 50th birthday party and we put a picture of the birthday girl as a toddler onto all of the cookies. And we've also done it for baby showers as a uh, gender reveal, which was really fun. Yeah. Your, your cookies are so much fun. And I think, I mean, from the branding side, especially because we do so many corporate events, I love that because we could integrate it and put the branding in there. Right, right, right. Or like taking a page from Willy Wonka and the golden ticket, you know, we've done, um, fry, you know, prizes for different corporations because they get that, you know, winning fortune and that just builds excitement for our clients. Yeah. And then at one event, you personalize all the saying that was inside the fortune cookie strip. That was really fun to kind of, I still have mine. So that was really interesting. Well, that was really special because it was such an intimate group for entrepreneurs organization. It was, it was so curated to each participant, which I thought was really so personal and so touching. Yeah. And you know what? It's big. That's big right now when it comes to events, right? Especially after COVID, people don't want just like the standard experience. They really want to be surprised and delight. They want things personalized. I mean, that's the one piece of paper I continue to carry with me and you know, for many years I'll have that and I'll always have fond memories from it you know since we're talking about catering and there's so you do so many projects I know you're very busy and very much high in demand what for you like what is considered a successful catering event you know and what is it about that event particular made it so successful if anything you know I go back to what you just said which was surprise and delight and I actually, uh, after meeting Dr. Maria Nemeth at our retreat, I did have a session with her and she talked about surprise and delight the whole time. Um, I think that when a client walks away with that feeling that we gave them that feeling that their guests were surprised, they were delighted, they walked away with um, a halo effect of not only the client and what the event is about, but the food reflected everything that the DNA of the event was supposed to put forward. So, you know, I think when you cook with love, it comes through. 
and people can taste it. It, ta- it tastes different. So I always really try to think about my clients' goals, who they are as people, what they stand for. Um, and I think when I put that into my cooking, I know it sounds a little woo-woo, I think it makes a difference. Like this event that you were just at the other day, this was, you know, 600 families of st- extremely bright kids. And I just kept thinking, you know, this school is about integrity. This school is about no shortcuts. This school is about honest ingredients. So I think I just kind of unconsciously put that into my methodology when I come up with the recipes, how I put things uh, together, how they're presented. So um, that's what I try to do. I hope I'm successful at it. Definitely. I mean, not only does the food have to taste good, but also the presentation. I think you mentioned about that too. Presentation also has to look pretty, right? I think that's like number one, looks pretty, then I'll try it and it tastes good. You know, so there's so many steps to get people to actually ultimately eat the food. Yes. I mean, I think what my mother taught me is always go the extra mile. Like I did some, I did something for Ellen Chen. Uh, she's a co-founder of Mendocino Farms at her home. And I, I was like, oh, this is a really special group. What can I do to just make it really special? And what came to mind was gold leaf because I have a friend that has a gold leaf company. So then we decorated all the fortune cookies with edible gold leaf. And it really was that just that je ne sais quoi that made such a, all, you know, all the guests were like, oh, because they felt so special that we took the time. Now, you know, was it part of the original quote? No, but I just felt like it was, it was the right thing to do. That's so awesome. So special. And then, okay, I'm going to ask you a hard question. Among so many catering projects, what was your favorite and why? <gasps> this is like picking your favorite child. Oh, no, don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would have to say I curated a dinner party for my friend Jeannie Mai of The Real. I don't know if you know Jeannie Mai, but she's a television personality. And she uh, was just most recently the host of America's Test Kitchen. And now she's the co-host of a game show now, I think, on ABC. At any rate. It was such a beautiful experience because she really helped curate the guest list. I guess we kind of threw it together because she let me invite some of my friends. But we really sat down. We curated the guest list. What guests will complement one another? What kind of fun drink can we do? How can we match the sensibility of her home? She was living in Studio City at the time and it was her now ex-husband, but he he was called a Hollywood hunter. So it was like this sort of like rustic chic vibe to it all. So I decided let's go with a Thai menu because Thai cuisine tends to be a bit more rustic than Chinese cuisine. Something like a little more um, laid back, I guess. And, but also elevated. Cause I think that was a sensibility of her home. It was rustic yet elevated. So you know, I did a traditional Thai coconut soup, but we served it in a coconut. We put p- uh, puff pastry on top, popped it in the oven so that it would brown. And it was just, oh, it was so delicious. And, you know, we made it pretty spicy because she's spicy. So I also wanted to kind of match, match her sensibility because she's a spicy gal, if you know what I mean. So that was super um, memorable for me. I do know who she is, and she is a little bit spicy, so that she is her perfectly sp- sassy and spicy. On the other end of the spectrum, um, comparing the experience with a private school, I did an event once for a client, and he didn't happen to be Asian, but he wanted to have an Asian persuasion party. So I just, I mean, this is a few years ago, but this idea popped into my mind 
why don't we have men dressed as geishas and call them he geishas <laughs> with a komodo and the wig and the whole thing? It just was a brain brainchild. It popped into my mind. We did it. Then they ended up in Angelino Magazine, in Daily Variety. I had a client in the Hamptons. He flew four of them out to the Hamptons to be servers at wow. this party that Martha Stewart came to. Okay, maybe that was my favorite party because Martha Stewart came to this party at Cater and it was a day after she had been indicted and she didn't want to talk to anybody. So she spent the whole time in the kitchen with me. Oh, that's incredible. Okay, I want to get on your guest list. I know I was recently invited to one, but I couldn't go, but these sound so fun. Absolutely. Or we can throw a party together. Yes, I was thinking collab. Yes, I collab. love it. Let's yeah, we have it. so many commonalities. You know, I, I was wondering, because with the events, like the creativity takes a long time, right? Like what kind of what sparks your inspiration? Where do you kind of get go and get inspired other, in addition to, you know, the brand or the person? Well, I know you relate. You do this morning, noon and night. Um, and it's hard because we work really hard and it's physical, too. So it's 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 exhausting work. But I, I will say as a fellow entrepreneur and my advice to all entrepreneurs out there, you know, you cannot live in your little bubble because you need to be out there experiencing things. So I feel like I get inspiration from travel, from songs I hear on the radio, from my kids, from, you know, I'm, I'll be the manicurist. I don't have a lot of time to flip through magazines, but flipping through magazines, social media, pop culture, Pinterest, whatever it might be, I think it's just like, you have to keep that part of your brain open. Because you never know when the next great idea might hit you, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. This I actually recently flew back from New York and literally on the plane, they happened to have, you know, master class uh, on Delta. So literally I took a master class on the plane on branding and it also opened my mind because I'm not thinking about work, but it gave me an, a space to allow me to be think more strategically and also think more creatively just doing that master class also. So I agree. It literally comes in so many different forms and sizes and people. That's amazing. And giving yourself the space to invest in the time, yes. because I know we're all like, I don't have time. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. but that just that experience that you had on the plane. I mean, it could be life-changing. You never know that one, you know, nugget of wisdom or, don't be afraid to talk to people, right? You never, sometimes the most unlikely people have helped my career because I decided to go up to the person and say hello. So you have to get out of your comfort zone, which is hard sometimes as, you know, Asian American women. It's not always that easy, but, you know, we need to be the change for our children. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then how do you, okay, since we talk about how busy you are, because you have so many catering projects, different you know, boards that you're sitting on. How do you really practice self-care? How do you take care of Katie? That's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think we all suffer from this. Uh, I have 15-year-old twins as well. I think that find that one thing that brings you joy, or I believe the thing that you do that doesn't allow you to think about work while you're doing it. And in my case, it's karaoke. I love singing. And so whenever I'm singing, I can't be thinking about other things. And so I try to like, if I'm really busy, but I have a little free time, if I get invited to dinner or invited to karaoke, I choose karaoke because I, it's such a release for me. So I think find that one thing that brings you joy. And also you can't think about things, other things while you're doing it. How about you? 
what do you do? For me is my morning walk and then doing my grateful journal. That is oh. how I practice my self-care. And then this year I integrated a spa. Yeah, good for you. Yes. I like force myself, I bought a package. So it's a monthly that I have to go. And if I don't go, I lose money. And you know, being Asian, I don't want to lose money. So I got to go. But, but you know, it's what? So it true. works. You have to take a moment. Um, mm -hmm. I recently came across a quote, right? Literally it says like taking a break is for a longer journey. You know, and I do believe that there are moments in time where it's like sequencing. We're so busy, but also making sure that, you know, we take time off. So like I literally have been back to back travel for the last two weeks. And yesterday, even coming back, I had someone message me like, let's hang out. And then, you know, I just say, let's hang out next week. You know, I say no when I really wanted to say yes, but I really needed to take a moment for myself, for my own body, also being be with my family. So mm, I think that's that's really important. Um, that's key because when we're people pleasers, we end up pleasing everyone but ourselves. Yeah, and I have to say that takes practice. I'm I'm definitely getting better. When I was younger, I am definitely I say yes to everything, and I realize I overextend myself. You know, and that's not healthy for the long roll. So really, learn to pay, pace. Pace is yes. really good. A lot of people ask, well, how do you do run a business? How do you sit on multiple boards and, you know, do all this? I'm like, I pace myself. Otherwise it's for, it's a marathon. You know, yes. it's not a fast pace. It's literally like it's a marathon. I'm marathon here. So. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's true. What additional advice would you like to share with the audience? I think that, you know, one piece of advice I give is, especially if you're pivoting and you're not sure, maybe you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, maybe you're considering a side hustle, you've got a corporate job, but you want to become an event planner on the side. I saw this quote in O Magazine and it said, leap and the net will appear. And I think it was just that added push that I needed because what was the worst that could happen uh, when I decided to quit my career as an exec marketing executive? What's the worst that could happen? Um, okay, I run out of money. Well, what tools do I have in my toolbox? Consulting. I can consult doing what I did in my former career that I called my waitressing job. And I did that for many years. I worked for Sanrio for four years at Hello Kitty <laughs> doing marketing and promotions, but that actually helped me as a chef. That's a whole other long story. But I realized I'll be just fine. I have enough friends and family, but the other key thing is to ask for help and find a mentor. Because we can't do it alone and you need the support of other people for sure. And I love that. I think those are really, really remarkable takeaways, Katie, that, you know, I hope people that are tuning in today are making a note of those advice that you just share. And then what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, Katie? You can follow me on Instagram at Chef Katie Chin or Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I'm Katie Chin. My website is chefkatiechin.com and my catering website is walkstarcatering.com. And how about your awesome book? Where can people buy one of these? You can find that um, on Amazon and other fine booksellers like Barnes and Noble and independent booksellers as well. I think this is great. I'm saving this so when it's my husband's birthday, I'm going to add it as like a bonus gift. Oh. He's the chef at our house. I'm the taster. I love that. I love that. There always needs to be a cook and a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, but you know what you, I, I mean, I love what you also share about, you never know who you'll meet. Like you and I met just this year and I think it was so incredible. I not only enjoy your food, but also your personality really came out as so kind and just so generous and we hit it off. And on top of the fact that we went to the same college, Boston University. So shout Go out Terriers. to <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. I mean, I think you just have to go into every situation with an open mind, but I met you and I'm like, oh my God, she's like my sister. And I feel so grateful for that experience. Well, with that, we'd like to wrap up for today's podcast. I'm so grateful, as you mentioned, that you making a time to come in. And for those of you that are tuning in, make sure if you're interested in reaching out to Katie for your catering projects or check out her book to buy for loved ones like I did, you know, find her on LinkedIn or her website but it is really awesome to have you here thank you so much katie for joining us thanks amanda attention all corporate visionaries and business leaders are you ready to elevate your events to new heights and leave a lasting impression on your audience look no further than the dynamic team here at innovate marketing group your partners in unforgettable corporate experiences at Innovate Marketing Group, we understand that every event is an important opportunity to showcase your brand's essence and foster meaningful connections. Whether it is a product launch, conference, an influencer marketing event, company retreat, company anniversary, or an exclusive executive summit, we got the expertise to make it a big success. Visit our website at innovatemkg.com and explore our track record of excellence. Check out some of our portfolio. Witness how we have transformed ordinary gatherings into extraordinary milestones. Step two, reach out to our team of expert event strategists by dialing 1626-817-9588. Let's discuss your objectives and aspirations for your upcoming event. Sit back and relax as we design tailor-made event plan that aligns seamlessly with your brand's identity and resonates with your audience. Watch and awe as your event unfolds flawlessly, leaving your audience inspired, engaged, and eager for more. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we're offering a complimentary event assessment for the first 10 callers, an exclusive opportunity to unlock the full potential of your next corporate gathering. So seize the opportunity to make your mark in the corporate world. Let Innovate Marketing Group be your strategic ally in creating events that drive success and leave a lasting impact. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to crafting a memorable event experience with you. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.